Um, so I'm Thomas from Tondra, hashtag beast mode, Red Bull obstacle racing athlete from South Africa, and you're listening to OCR Audio. Uh, I'm Ian Hozik, you've been listening to OCR Audio, and if you stop listening early, I'll stick Watson on you, and he's terrifying. Hey, I'm Matt Walrath, and you're listening to OCR Audio. Okay, guys, we've got a great episode for you today. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> because I was visiting Luke this weekend, um, I managed to mess up some settings on the microphone. So mine and Luke's recording is not the best. I've cleaned up the best I possibly can. However, our guest today is perfectly clear. So, and she's the most important one. Um, that's all that matters. So do apologize for this episode. It isn't the best. And I'm not super happy with the recording. But we're putting it out there because it would be a shame to miss this particular episode. So I hope you enjoy. Um, Here we go with Nicole Miracle, a.k.a. The Pocket Rocket. And just before I hand you over, two things to cover this. One, after the episode, please go follow at Boyfriend Benji, which is her dog. You'll see why on the podcast. And also... Let's try and get her to change her name to The Pocket Rocket on Instagram. That would be epic. So go follow at Boyfriend Benji and let's convince Nicole to change her name to The Pocket Rocket. Have fun, guys. Enjoy. The Pocket Rocket. Hi, so this week we're joined by The Pocket Rocket, Nicole Merkel. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Um, So are you in a van at the moment? I am. Yep. This is my van. Um, and I'm, I'm fully living in here now. So I was, so I'm not, can you see it? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty much finished. I actually do need to have a faucet installed here. Um, and then I'll have running water, <laughs> but that's pretty much the only thing left to do. It, look, it looks better without an hour in it to ask you. I think you should just stay on your own. <laughs> I what? She looks better without our in all fairness. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot cleaner when Aaron is not in. I bet it is, yeah. <laughs> we interviewed Aaron last week and he was at his mum's and he was yeah, he was doing some work, but I, I can imagine what you mean. Yeah, he was filthy <laughs> that way. Yeah. He's just he's just a little dirtier than I am. <laughs> he's a bloke, we're all the same. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> So wait, where are you in the van? Where's the van taking you at this point in time? Where are you now? So, so I'm still in Boulder, Colorado right now. Yeah. And um, I... Th- to be, can I point out? Yeah. It's the hub yeah. of OCR world, Colorado. Yeah, it, it's the hub for rock climbing, for, uh, for track, for marathon runners, for triathletes, for cyclists. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's just like, you go to, you go to any gym. What? <laughs> Yeah, like I, I go to my climbing gym and I see like the 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 world's best boulder like climbing next to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a pretty cool place to be. Nice. Uh, where are you off to after Colorado? So um, so I have the the race, the Spartan race in West Virginia this weekend, and then once I get back from that, um, plans are a little bit up in the air. Uh, which is nice to have like the luxury to kind of make like last minute decisions. But there's a chance that Aaron and I may drive the van up to Montana and do a sky race there called the rut. 
which I hear great things about. Um, or we might stay here in Boulder a little bit longer and then head out to Tahoe. But um, regardless, we'll be in Tahoe for a few weeks before the World Championships, get a chance to train up there, um, hang out, do some rock climbing, go swim in Donner Lake again. Nice. It will be cold in the lake. Yeah, it will be cold. Yeah. <laughs> It was cold in June, so I assume that it's just kind of cold all the time. <laughs> but do you do you go and run the actual? I know you don't know what the loop is going to be, but do you actually go run the actual what you think would be the Tahoe loop for the for the chance or not? Um, I probably could. Yeah. I'll probably do some running like actually in squaw. Um, but then also there's, there's trails just like all over Tahoe and an up like Donner pass. I'll, I probably, I really want to do the, oh gosh, I, I think I just forgot the, the name of it, but it's the, oh, the, the Pacific crest trail. Yeah. <laughs> that runs, um, along the Pacific crest. <laughs> um, yeah. So I haven't, the, the trails, the trails in Squaw kind of go up that way, but I've never actually run, uh, from, from like Squaw to, uh, Donner, mm. which you can do. So yeah, I'll do a little bit of that too. Sounds uh, pretty good. How far is that run? Uh, well, you can go for miles on the, the PCT, but I think Squaw to Donner might be like 10 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure why legs are going for miles. <laughs> so um, you mentioned West Virginia before. So is West Virginia and Tahoe like your two big OCR races coming up recently? Because obviously West Virginia is the North, North American Spartan Championships. And then you've got the uh, Spartan World Champs in Tahoe again. Okay. Yeah. So I, I kind of joke with my friends that this is the season where every single race is a championship race. And <laughs> yeah, which is very true because it's, it's the, the North American championships, which actually I just had the OCR North American championships mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, from here on out, it's, it's like every too. single race is big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been pretty good. Yeah. 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 I, I think, uh, Lindsay and I kind of surprised people because, we we didn't win the races that people expected us to. We kind of flip flopped. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's yeah. pretty good. Shows a lot of uh, dexterity and winning the fifteen k. And obviously, you're more known for like being a short distance speedier mm -hmm. kind of racer. But that was impressive. Um, yeah, thank you. Do you think you guys are going to battle it out again at West Virginia, you and Lindsay, for number one and number two? Yeah, I hope so. Um, honestly, it's the course lends itself to, uh, I would say not really favoring anybody. And so, cause it's, it's not, it's, it has some flat sections. It has some hilly sections. It has some, some bushwhacking in it. Um, and I think it kind of keeps people closer together. So I honestly expect more of the rest of the women's field to be closer to me and Lindsay for longer, just like last year is how that played out too. Um, so I, I would not be surprised at all to see like a pack of us together for, for a long time in the race. I just think it's, it's harder to, to, for anybody in particular to like, to really capitalize on their strengths because um, the course is so varied. What, what would suit you? 
if you, if you could like give a course tomorrow, what would suit you over an interview? Uh, probably um, something that was flat to to hilly without any super technical descents. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. would suit you. What? Undulating to just sort of like flat, but then you yeah. have a steady few here and there. You know, up and down. You don't want to be too crazy because yeah. the rear gets involved. And you don't want that, do you? Exactly. Yeah, you don't want anything too steep because then then Ray is in the race and <laughs> yeah. and she's and she's she's running by you as you're power hiking and that's just like demoralizing. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? I don't have those calves. <laughs> So someone that's coming to Tahoe for the first time, um, what can you give me? Can you give me some like little bonus, you know, Spartan Pro tips? Please. Yeah. So I had the European Championships last year in Morzine, and okay. pretty much it was just like up 6,000 feet, carrying chains, sandbags, and it was horrendous. We did yeah. this year, and it was a little bit more undulating, and then the, it was more carries but shorter. And we ran with John Alvin, the team event, and he was saying that Tahoe would be more like Morzine, so they're more likely to put the carries on serious hills. Is mm. that going to be okay? Do you think? Um, yeah. So I think that Tahoe is going to be very similar to the course that was run last year. Um, in terms of it'll be closer to 12 miles instead of, you know, some like, like really massive, like, oh, let's just like throw an 18 mile beast in. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty predictable. It's going to be 12 miles, 12 to 13. It'll be, uh, it'll have like the two uh, big uphill climbs that it usually does. One, one is bigger and the other one's just like a short punchy hill. Um, and then they'll have, Potentially double carries, but that's even up in the air right now, I think, too. Um, but they they historically have the carries on steeper sections, and they try to make them a little bit longer at Tahoe, um, try to, like, beef it up a little bit. But, but the way that things have been going this year with Spartan, um, they've kind of been cutting down obstacles and, and, like, watering down the heavy carries even. So... It's, um, I don't think it's taking the burpees. Yes. Some of the, some of the obstacles now have penalty running loops instead of burpees, which I actually like that move, but (laughs) 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 yeah, you know, it's, it's not even that it's like, I like to run more than I like to do burpees. I just think that burpees can be ambiguous. It can be hard to judge what a burpee is. And I think that it makes it a more professional sport to have, um, to either have a penalty loop or, or obstacle mandatory completion. Yeah. So that takes us on to a good thing. Obviously we've all seen the Spartan rule changes recently. I think West Virginia is going to be like the first big race that the rules will actually come into fruition. So what are your wishes? <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, with uh, ones like the bucket carry, being able to put that on over your shoulder now, do you think that's going to be uh, like advantageous for someone like yourself? Um, or do you think it's going to make it more dangerous? What's your kind of thoughts on the changes? I think in general, I don't like the change in the bucket carry because I think for most people, it will be more dangerous. 
Because mm-hmm. I think some people will try to carry the bucket vertically on their shoulder, yeah. which, well, that actually, so if, if, if they're putting it right here and that sharp edge is on their shoulder, that's going to pinch nerves and, and that could actually cause some, some injuries. Um, and then there's the, the whole potential for people to drop the bucket. Mm-hmm. And then you have a bucket coming from, you know, five feet up in the air onto the ground. And then it can be rolling if it's on a hill. Um, taking people out. So that, that's kind of scary to think about, but in terms of what I'm going to do for the carry, I, I do think I'm going to put it on my shoulder, um, horizontally, like, so that it's this, like the, the, the round part is, yeah. Um, I don't know if I, if I find it to really be that much easier, but cause it, cause it's kind of awkward to get it up there, like to have to get it onto your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've played around with it a little bit. You know, you might be able to buy a maybe. Mm-hmm. But then again, it depends on the ground, doesn't it? The terrain, if, if it's going from pits and ruts and like you say, you're bushwhacking, um, yeah. you're less likely to run anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, it just seems that I've, it's interesting you say about um, Spartan making it think a little bit easier and watered down. Wait, I mean, no one's really come out. I mean, we've reached out, I've reached out to a couple of people at Spartan and said, can you come on and tell us why, you, why you're doing it? No one seems to have a reason or, or, or for why they're doing it. You know, Joe is supposed to be a hard nut. You know, he carries a kettlebell around, does a thousand burpees every day. You know, I don't quite get, he's got this great sort of Spartan brand. And it, I don't know, why, why do you think they're doing it? Why do you think they're? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, it does seem kind of to be a departure from the whole Spartan mindset and, and the Joe DeSena, you know, you know, make everything super tough death race type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it, it seems a little bit strange in terms of the, the Spartan history of, of making these like crazy races. Um, I do think that, that some things are good to, to make uniform. So what I think, I think their, I think initially their, their goal was to make the sprint races a little more approachable for newcomers. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're trying to make the sprints consistent in terms of only having rings on the rigs um, and, and making like, yeah. <laughs> is Yeah. And I mean, yeah. In, in Europe, you haven't seen that. Yeah, no, it's funny. So UK is actually owned by America. So we have all your obstacles. Um, just, okay. like, just about heavier. So if you want to do a proper spa and come to England, because it's normally raining <laughs> and you yeah. have, the bucket's normally 50 kilos. So, but the problem is Ooh. the multi-rig, the whole thing is because they say it's too hard, they just do it rings. So we yeah. don't even get a pole or a bit of rope or anything. Oh, oh so, so it is the same in, in the UK? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no, we just get rings. But that's... Yeah. Super beast, don't you mix it up so then you get a ring or a rope? Yes. Or, yeah, we don't get that, you see. We still get Oh. Rings. Okay, so yeah. So, so in America, for the sprint, you have rings. And then for the super... You have rings, and then you have the long horizontal bar, and then you have more rings. Yeah. And then for a beast, they'll throw in two ropes at some point, usually in the end. Mm-hmm. So oh. it'll, it'll be rings to a bar to, like, ropes. Yeah. Um, but, but it's still consistent between, like, all supers will be that format, and all, all, and all supers also only have two sections of twister, which is new. Yeah. And, and sprints, sprints don't have twister. Yeah, they get twister. Yeah. 
So, so I do, I understand that they're trying to make things more uniform. And so, you know, you can, you can kind of like compare races a little bit better and you can know what you're getting, getting yourself into when you sign up for any kind of super, no matter where it is in the country, mm-hmm. you know, that like, these are the obstacles that are going to be there. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad move. Um, but I think that if you're going to have a separate wave for elite racers, for the, for the pros, that mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with adding an extra level of difficulty mm-hmm. for that yeah. because, um, you know, cause we, we, we want potentially, I mean, not, not to say that like the age groupers or sorry, or, or like the open waivers don't want a bigger challenge, but you know, they're, they have the option of, um, uh, like Spartan could make it an option that like you would have easier lanes for people that it's their first time and, and they're just trying to, you know, get, get like a taste of it, get through it. Um, but, but like showcase a, um, a harder race for the, for the pros. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, Rhea, Rhea, she said something like that, like with Twister, you can have a bell at the second section and a bell at the third section. So if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're elite or age group, you have to go to the third bell or if you're open and doing it for fun, if you fall off, then you fall off, you know? So yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely a way forward because it just seems to be, and I think, like you say, because they're concentrating on the sort of lower and the and the age group, and they're, they're concentrating on the sort of the grassroots, they seem to be not forgetting the elites, but it's almost like they're actually forgetting that you guys put on a heck of a race. I mean, we, yeah. watch, we watch your series in all, really. I mean, obviously, me and Luke compete quite high in the UK, and we're polling as anywhere ourselves, but for us to watch you guys doing it, it's even better. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, so, uh, yeah, bit of a strange one for me. Yeah, you know, it was... It was interesting going to OCR North American Championships this year and having raced pretty much only Spartans all year long. Yeah. Um, and then doing that, I was I was pretty blown away at that the 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 difference in obstacle difficulty. Yeah. Um, it was something that like you know like I, I was like kind of aware of it all season, but to really be in a race and then be like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is what it's like to do hard obstacles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of a, a shock like. Yeah, like, you know, the, it's cha- kind of changed, like, the way people train even this year. I was just talking to Faye, and we were talking about how we don't even feel like we have to practice carries as much. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so Faye was like, I haven't picked up a sandbag in, you know, I only picked up one a few weeks ago for the whole year. Wow. Um, and, and, and she does, like, bo- both of us do a lot of things in the gym that are are very relatable to heavy carries but in terms of having to train specifically on obstacles um you know that's just it's just not something you have to do for spartans right now it's not about obstacle difficulty level yet compared to like Mm -hmm. um norans or ocr worlds where the obstacles become so much more difficult you need to put some specific training in yeah Well, you're fortunate enough to be a very good climber. And I mean, even though Aaron said he's still better than you, he said you. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron's definitely better. Um, but he's he's also been climbing for a. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it, in a real nonchalant way, he went, yeah, Ryan, yeah, right, right. He went, yeah, actually, out of everyone, I'm the best. That was the best. He's like, then Nicole, then maybe Ryan Atkins. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I am better than Ryan, I will say. <laughs> you heard it first. Yeah. Cool. But but again, like like so so Aaron's been climbing for, for much longer than I have. Yeah. 
So he has just a lot more experience. He's, he just, he has better technique and he just kind of, um, he's just been in a, in a lot, like he's, he's been on more different types of climbing, like different types of rock and, um, different styles of climbing than I have. Um, and obviously he's, he's a little bit stronger too. Yeah, but, um, but but Ryan like like Atkins is so strong he can do one arm pull ups, but um but like put me and him on on a climb and and I'm probably going to I'm I might be able to do the climb first just because it comes a little bit more easier to me like I I have a little bit um more experience than on on Ryan just like Aaron has on me um but Ryan can like he can he'll figure it out and then his potential is probably a little bit higher than mine because he's so much stronger. (laughs) But climbing is interesting like that. It's, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of like weird strength too. It's like, like your finger. (laughs) um, There's actually this one article I read recently that was talking about um, people's ability to, to, to hold on to like the like very tiny edges Mm -hmm. is not even necessarily all due to, like your tendon strength and your muscular strength, but it's, it, it has to do with the, um, the pulpiness of your fingers, which is, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> no. it kind of, it's, it's like the, the term is, is like the pulp of your finger. And I guess it basically means like how, how like <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a measure of how your finger like squishes down. Yeah. I was like, what? This is so weird. <laughs> I, did but, with me, I was telling, I was telling Aaron actually when he was on the podcast in the week, I'm not watching you and you were struggling. It's the first time they brought box, you know, the box thing up to your A-frame. You can't go in there. They brought uh-huh. the, the boxing. And I think it was you and Maria and neither of you could get over it. And it was slippery wet, and you crimp grit the little edge in the box to get up to get. <laughs> and I remember sitting there thinking, she literally just used her fingers to get over that box. How did she do that? Pulpiness. That is <laughs> the pulpiness, yeah. Well, so it was funny in Sparta last year. They had, I think it was a ten foot wall. Yeah. It was a, it was a bigger wall than I than I've seen in the Spartan race before, and it was on an uphill. So. <laughs> It was like, <laughs> it was even harder. And I ended up having to, I had to put my foot up on the step and then I had to take my fingers and find a little tiny crack in yeah. the two boards. And I crimped with my fingers on the board and like, and like pulled my arm down, locked off and was able to reach up to the top of it. That's but pretty impressive on a flat. And so I actually did. Yeah. I did like a V4 move to get over that wall. <laughs> Talking of um, Greece, are you going? Are you returning this year, Nicole? I am, yeah. I'm really excited. It was a really awesome weekend last year. We, we watched it and I was like, right, I'm doing that. So straight away, bang, done. Awesome. Yeah, going to be fun. And you guys are going to be there? Is the, is the RD there, Thomas Bronx. So he normally puts, because he does all our championships over here in, in Europe. And he yeah. a heck of a race. Yeah, he's crazy as well. So, you know, <laughs> random yeah. things he, he does. Yeah, because they can do that. They haven't got to follow Jonas Sanders' rules, you see. So you get some very <laughs> strange, random things. Like, when you're multi-rig, they've started putting a rule up against the multi-rig now. So when you finish... A wall. You have wow. to go... You can't... 
did you see uh, Albert Sully hit the bell and then hit the floor? Yeah. So he jumped, he basically hit the bell and then went yeah. down. And then the guy's going, Burpees, Burpees. He's going, what? I've just done it. He's like, then you've got to go over the wall. And basically yeah. put a wall up to the multi rig. You've got to swing. Okay. You've got to swing over the wall. So it was like, but everyone so, what? So do you still have to hit the bell? You still have to hit the bell, but then you can't touch the floor. You have to go over the wall. Oh, like land on the wall. Yeah, yeah. That's quite funny. All these pros guys just getting burpees because they put their feet on the floor. <sighs> I had John did at the world uh, Europeans. Do that. But happens. But yeah, wow. like, that's the whole thing, isn't it? So, Norland, how was that? Oh, it was great. It was super fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely didn't expect to 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 uh, do better in the fifteen k than the three k. Right. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I. I, I've kind of been not feeling, um, how do I put this? So I've had a great season and I'm like very proud of, of my accomplishments, accomplishments this year, but this summer I've just been a little more fatigued and in training and in races kind of felt like I couldn't get to like this final gear. Um, and I did have some blood tests done recently and my iron, my ferritin is low so, um, so I don't know if that's what happened in the three K that like, it's, it's just, it's a race where you, you really need to get to like that, that like max speed. And I just like, maybe can't quite reach that <laughs> right now. Um, but, but yeah, I, I was like a little disappointed about the three K and then the 15 K I actually went out conservatively knowing that I'm kind of feeling a little bit off. Uh, and I think going out a little bit easier for the first half of the 15 K allowed me to really like put the hammer down the last half and catch Lindsay. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, a little bit clearer mind going off, like not having that pressure of thinking, oh my God, I've yeah. got to work quick. You know, sometimes that works for you, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Just like a different like mental like approach to it. Yeah. And we were mm-hmm. saying that um, Kempson Designs, the obstacles that um, uh, Matt Kempson's come up with, did you, what did you think of those? Oh, it was awesome. So I, I mean, I, I'm good friends with Matt yeah. and, uh, and I like helped him like put it together a little bit too. Nice. So, so I was like already super excited about it, but honestly it, it like exceeded my expectations instead of having it set up the way he initially intended it, it to be, he actually changed it each day. Right. So, so the Friday race, uh, I think it was, it was more like these nets hung horizontally that you had to traverse across yeah um and then the saturday race you you actually that he set it up so you could swing from this rope to a ring to a net hanging vertically um and so i was able to kind of like get through it a lot faster because of that um like it's kind of taking a risk because you're kind of like leaping like out into the obstacle um and so i so i was able to like kind of get through it faster than Lindsay. And then the last day, I didn't do it the last day because it was in the obstacle section of the team race and I did the running section. But, um, but you've probably seen the, the video of Aaron doing it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that, that's like, that's the way he, the way that Matt intended it to be. Yeah, and, yeah. and he wanted somebody like Aaron who, who was like, you know, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was really cool. People were really excited about it. Didn't do anything stupid like Ryan, did he kick a bell or anything like that then? No, <laughs> no kicking the bell. <laughs> no kicking the bell. We come backwards. I mean, I know your backstory, but where did you start, Nicole? What was like? What did you do before OCR? Oh, so I I've been a runner my whole life. I um I ran in high school. 
I got a scholarship to go to college for running. And, um, you know, I would say that I, I, I was like, I was very good in high school. I was like one of the best in the state in Texas. And then I was, I was offered like free rides to a few different universities. Um, and then in college, I was never an all American, but I, uh, I just kind of had some, I don't know, bad luck or like just didn't perform at the big races, but I was kind of in like that top, um, like the top 40, 40 in the, in the country and cross country. And then, um, I, I was once ranked fifth in the steeplechase in college. Um, but again, I was like, I was injured that year. And so I didn't run at nationals and wasn't able to, to be all American. <laughs> um, but I, I, but I, again, wasn't anything like spectacular. Like I wasn't being offered sponsorships after college or anything. Um, and I, and I ran a little bit after college, but I, I had a, I had a bout of tearing one of my labrums in my hip and then got getting over that and then tearing my other hip. <laughs> you and Aaron. So, yeah, you I what? You and Aaron, you're right, Pat. <laughs> yes, yes. We actually have kind of a similar, yeah, injury history. <laughs> yeah. This is my knee scar. Yeah. I haven't I haven't had the same surgeries that he has. I was able to to rehab both hips well enough that I, I was able to avoid surgery. Yeah. He had that a long time as well, wasn't he? Like the Dixie long time. No running at all. So yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, I ran, I, I was not really able to run very much for about three years. Mm. Um, and that was right before I started obstacle racing. So, so basically what, what? what year did you do your first oh, um, so I started, uh, May of 2016 was my first Spartan race. Nice. Um, what yeah. was that first race? that was the super and so it was I think a it was a nine mile race and mm. I was still so early into my build back that that was the longest run that I, I had done so far so it was like it was kind of um I was third I was third to uh KK Stewart and yeah. face Denning. face Denning, yeah yeah that's pretty, yeah so I yeah you know I and I I was pretty close to Faye if I had if I had gotten my laser gun <laughs> shooting or or my my spear throw <laughs> then I then I would have been I would have been second but I they had this it was it was a race in in Colorado Springs at the at the the military base there mm -hmm. and um they had this laser gun um and you got five tries and I just, I just blew it. I've been so Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, where's, where's the dog? I can't see the dog. He's not sprawled out anywhere, is he? Oh, he is there. Benji. <laughs> I don't actually know. He might have gone back inside. He was laying in the grass over here. I actually don't know where my dog is right now. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm at, I'm at uh, Matt Kimpson and Cole's house. Oh yeah, he's inside. He's, he's enjoying inside. the air conditioning. Is that Matt or Benji? <laughs> yeah. This is him. Oh, there he is. There he is. Poor. Oh wait. There he is. Take all. Perfect. So. Good boy. 
We've been doing some research into Benji, and he has yeah. an Instagram page. He does, yeah, he has his own Instagram. <laughs> how, how many followers has he got? He's only got 200 followers. Why did you yeah. a lot he, more? He, um, he's not that active on social media, so I think he could work on that a little bit. We could work on that, yeah. I think we need to yeah, we're promote gonna, Benji. We're going to promote Benji, but we're going to have at least a bit of fun with followers on there, I reckon. <laughs> Oh, twenty whole- July, Benji comes <laughs> out because two hundred. He's who be looking so at the, the whole idea behind. So my friend had this idea of making him an, a, an Instagram account, and she came up with the name Boyfriend Benji because um, I think uh, I guess I guess the whole idea is that like everybody loves Benji. He looks so unique, and people just like they like want to come up to him on the streets, and and he's like a very affectionate dog. Um, and so, so my friend was joking that he's, he's the best boyfriend <laughs> that he like, he's always happy to see you. And he's just like, he's just like, he's super affectionate and, and he just like brightens people's day, people's day. <laughs> well, yeah, he's definitely a cute dog, but he needs more followers. So people, yeah, boyfriend Benji, yeah, definitely. <laughs> boyfriend Benji, not to be confused with Benny Gifford. He is not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a different Benji. Talking about Benny, how is your challenge going against him? Are you crushing him in the races so far? Oh, so we haven't competed against each other. Uh, yeah, well, I guess technically, technically he did the 3K, but he had, um, but he he wasn't like racing it full on. So, did you do I don't know. I, I, I didn't even look actually. Look now. Look now. Okay. Okay. We're, we're just going to say, Are you coming to, obviously, this is a stupid question. I'll know the answer to this. The world to yeah. share in England? I am, yeah. yeah. So, I'll be there. I'll be racing all three races. Yeah. Um, actually, I need to put together. I don't have a team yet. Well, you have to do you have to do your own country this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we've got an England. It's any good. Well, we can bring a really tall guy called John. <laughs> There's that guy. There's that guy. Tends to win everything, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll be there. We're actually we're making a huge Europe trip this year. So we're gonna go we're gonna go to OCR Worlds. And then likely go to Kalimnos, which is where I went climbing last year. Yeah. Yep. And so we'll spend probably about three weeks there climbing and then go to the trifecta championships in Sparta and then fly to Sweden where I'll be, I'll be crewing for Rhea and for Aaron. Yeah. And, uh, cause I, I would definitely, I just, I don't, I don't even think about going that far ever. <laughs> like, I can pretty confidently say that I will not do a 24-hour race, ever. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing I wanted to say. So when you get the call on, tell him, tell her that she needs to give me more money so I can go to races because I haven't got any sponsors. <laughs> that I need to sponsor him more? I think I would chat you up and say that you would sponsor Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, think, I think I do sponsor Aaron yeah. right now. <laughs> there you go, Aaron. Stop lying to me, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You started doing some work around the van. <laughs> I mean, he built the whole van. It was completely him. Yeah. I, I, How is van life? So I've got a van, right? And it was a brilliant idea at the time. We bought the van. We drive to the events. We sleep over at the event the night before. 
But what I was finding for a whole season, I wasn't doing very well well while I was in the van. But one time I got an, Air, an Airbnb with Luke, I went and won the next day, so it was like, it's the van, it's a curse. Oh, no. It's <laughs> so don't take the van, that's true, you got away. But yeah, um, which is annoying because I spent like ridiculous amounts of thousands on this bloody van and now I'm like, oh, it's a serious race. I'm, I'm going to get a B&B and spend even more money. But Really? Yeah. I think we well, need a decent mattress. Yeah. So I would say, sorry, my phone cut out. Yes, so I would say that, so my, my two big, um, my, I told Aaron, I said, I don't, I said, I don't really care about a lot mm. when it comes to the van, like, like build it how you want to, but I want a queen bed and, <laughs> and I want to be able to make waffles. <laughs> those, those were like my criteria. <laughs> yes. Well, you pretty much can. I don't know if you can see, but, um, but there's the bed yeah. and there's bed. the waffle maker. So there's the kettle and the waffle maker right here. So <laughs> what band is yeah. it? What make brand is it? Um, it's a ProMaster. ProMaster. That must be an American yeah. make. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Ram, like a, a Dodge. Dodge, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when yeah. you go to Snoho, you take this van, but obviously when you come to Europe, you're, you're being being it, are you? Yeah, well, so yeah, taking the van to Tahoe, um, and then in Europe, it'll be just sitting here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be, we'll be in like, yeah, like French places and Airbnbs and, and whatnot for for um the Europe trip. And and we won't and we won't have Benji either. He'll be back in Texas. Right. What to parents? To my parents, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, poor yeah. Benji. And I bet he's I bet he gets spoiled, eh? I bet he's a spoiled doggy at parents' house. Yeah, when he goes when he goes to Texas, he's just like a normal like suburban dog. <laughs> and he's just like he get he gets a little chunky. <laughs> yeah, I mean he goes on He's very well taken care of. He goes on lots of walks, but it's very hot in Houston, even in like November and December. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just like, he, like, he doesn't want to run. He's like, no way. Like I'll like f- one mile walking. Like I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he'll, and he's like super happy just to like chill in the air conditioning. Besides that, chew on some bones, get like extra food, gets a little chunky in the winter. You mentioned waffles there. Uh, Nicole, come on, give us a secret. What's your secret nutrition? You must, What's you know, like, nutrition? are you are you a healthy salad eater or are you like, no, get everything in there, get it in, get the calories in? Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't like, so I, I have food allergies, so I can't, I can't eat dairy and I can't have wheat, like bread, um, which it does, it does suck. Yes. I would say that that it limits the desserts that I can have in particular. Um, cause everything good has dairy and wheat in it. And so, um, but honestly, that's kind of a good thing for me because I don't restrict myself in terms of, um, in terms of like having dessert or having sweets here and there. Um, I try to eat well, I try to eat lots of like, like nutritious, like vegetables and fruits, but I have a big sweet tooth. And so I think if I was able to eat dairy and wheat yeah. whenever I like, you know, yeah, like, just normally, yeah, then I would be like, oh, like dinner's over. Like, yes, please send me this dessert menu. I want to see yeah. it and I want to eat all of it. Yeah, but but honestly, like on a serious note, um, I've just, I've seen so many um, disordered eating in like in college and through 
both in both in running and climbing, there's there's a lot of disordered eating because both sports um, focus a lot on on weight. And there's this whole idea that if you if you weigh less, it's not as much to pull up the wall and it's not as much to carry on a run. Um, and, and to some extent, you know, you know, you, you want to be lean, but, um, but I think it's a lot of people over-focus on their weight when it comes to both sports. Um, and it can lead to unhealthy things and it can lead to lots of injuries because you're not, you're not nourishing your body. So I, I don't know if I swing to like the other end of the spectrum by like not even really like, I don't, like, I don't count my calories. I don't, I don't like, um, I don't monitor my eating at all and I don't restrict myself. Um, but I just think that's like a healthier way to go because I think it's very easy to fall into being restrictive and not, not, um, weighing enough and, yeah. and getting injured. So, so with that, yeah. what's your go-to meal? Uh, so, so every morning I have gluten-free waffles yeah. with some kind of like nut butter and berries on top and maybe yeah. a little maple syrup. Um, and then, so that, that's my, like that and coffee is what I have for breakfast every single day. Um, and it's like, you know, it's maybe not like the healthiest, but it's got like, it's got good carbs and it's got protein and it has, you know, good and on antioxidant berries in there. So, and it's also easy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it, but it's like really easy to like go for a run right afterwards. It's got a bit greeny on there. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's like my go-to. And then I, um, I'm a big snacker. So especially like if I, if I'm like running and then going swimming and then climbing, it's like sometimes hard to like have a big meal. Um, so I'll have like all hummus and chips and veggies and I'll, I'll eat like egg tacos or veggie tacos. Um, these are all yeah, things to me. These are all, like some sort of American. Yeah, super American. Like, no one. super American? Is that like taco bell? Yeah. What's taco? Is that like um, Doritos? No, that's great. Oh. We're basically... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want tacos. We don't want tacos. You know, what's a taco? It's like a wrap, isn't it? What? You don't have tacos? No, we don't have taco bell. Well, I never go in there. Oh, my gosh. No. Tacos are delicious. I mean, basically... Like anything delicious in a corn tortilla with some salsa. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I also I really I really like lots of like curries. Curry curry's delicious. Yeah. Like anything anything like Mexican or like um or in Indian Thai food. Like that, like rice, rice based dishes are really good because I can have that gluten free naturally. Mm. And, um, and then you just have, you know, throw, throw lots of veggies and all yeah. that, all the, the spices and curry are really good for you. So, but, but I, so Aaron, Aaron's been gone for like a week and a half. And I will say that I, besides breakfast, I have not cooked a meal in the mm. van. <laughs> oh, what's in the bridge for my food so yeah. this this take it away from food before i get starving um let's go to yeah. workouts so nicole what is um kind of like a day uh, work like a workout week look for you don't have to give too much away but kind of like a basic are you climbing three times a week are you running five times a week what's kind of a base range of what's your 
workout week look like? So I run about 40 to 50 miles each week, which is over five days. So I always take two days off a week, um, which is probably not as much as people expect that I run. And um, you're not a big high mile, are you? No, I've, I've never been a high miles runner. Uh, just, I just hasn't ever worked for me in, in college and high school. I, I was always kind of injury prone. Um, I, I have like a, so even before my hip injury, I had a leg length difference, which I think caused, um, yeah, it, it was kind of a, it was a, it was from a soccer injury in middle school. This girl kicked my ankle and broke my growth plate. So, um, my left leg is a little bit shorter and I guess it's kind of hard to, yeah, it's just a little bit, it's not, it's not too noticeable, but, <laughs> but it's noticeable enough. Oh, well, there's a short leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I stand. So it actually, it's funny because my left leg is shorter, so it kind of works out for the track a yeah. little bit, you know, yeah. like you, you want to lean that way. It's, it's fine. um yeah but but I think that like over over like 80 miles a week that little difference kind of adds up and and you notice little imbalances more um but yeah so so only 40 to 50 miles a week um but it's pretty quality miles and I do right now I just do one like hard workout a week and my long run typically has is like a harder effort in general or it'll, it'll have like some type of hill climb within it um and that really works well for me. I, I think that as long as I think the, the biggest thing for me is staying um, healthy. And that's what my, like, after all it, but the hip injuries I've had, um, when I started working with David Roach, who's my, my running coach, um, his main concern was just keeping me healthy. <laughs> so if that means that I'm not quite reaching my potential, um, I think, I think both of us are actually fine with that. Because I think it's, um, if I can, if I can keep running consistently year after year, then I think I will be more apt to reach that potential. Yeah. Um, and so, so, and I supplement a little bit now. Um, I've, I've started swimming more recently. I see which it is, on your Instagram post, your little Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my, my friend Nell, so Nell Rojas, she actually popped into some obstacle races earlier this year. Um, did you follow that? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. She's quick. Yeah. So she's a ridiculously fast marathon, she? Like, she just, she ran 228. Yeah. Crazy. Just like crazy, crazy fast. Yeah. So, so I get to call her my training partner, which is awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, and she, she has a triathlete background. And so, um, or she was, she was a triathlete for a few years before coming into marathons. Um, and so, so she is a really great swimmer. Um, and she's kind of taught me a little bit more how to get more comfortable in the pool. <laughs> um, and I think it's been, it's great. Like, even if you just like walk or aqua jog in the pool, the, the water pressure provides, um, a lot of relief for injuries. It, it's good at like flushing out inflammation. Ryan Kempson loves water jogging. That's how he does a yeah. lot. Of he does a lot of water jogging and he does a lot of water mobility. Yeah. Um, so both of that, yeah. See, I can really get yeah. through with that, but I spent hundreds, not hundreds, I'm only, I'm only 31, so maybe 20 years playing water polo. So now the, the sight of a water the sight of a pool just like doesn't make, I don't want to get in anymore. I'm bored of oh. chlorine. Chlorine smell, no, no thanks. Yeah. But that I is like my, 
Yeah, my, my hair has, has like taken a beating from the swimming. Yeah, it's like, do I, do I want to be like a healthy runner or do I want to have good hair? I don't know. Do you want to be cool? Do you want to try? We said water color. So we, you know how you'd like put a tire behind you if you're on the land? Do it in the water. Go on, go find a low, a beach, tie okay. it around your waist and let the tire drag along the sand, but in the water. That's okay. a workout. That is a workout. Interesting. Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> That sounds like tire pulling. Yeah, it's like tire pulling, but in the water. So in the water, yeah. Water jogging, but with a weight. Ah, okay. But yeah. You can see it tire, so it's not expensive. It's just cheap. Yeah. And get the weight in the water. Well, yeah. But it just stimulates. Yeah, I, I think that the pull is great. The impact. Yeah. Like no impact. It's almost like zero impact, but you still get in that serious workout. And you know about it. Your heart rate knows about it. Trust me. Yeah, your heart rate and probably like the the muscles like yeah. involved in, in resisting. Watch yeah, that's, that's all I say. Watch for jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you've got dangerous. I mean, we don't really have <laughs> dangerous in the UK, but you know, you know, I tend to stick to pools where there's no there's no jellyfish or sharks or there's nothing like that to worry about. I'm just like I just get like. Like yesterday I went to the pool and there was like tons of people swimming. And when you have to, when you have to share a lane with like two people, like I get really like nervous. And I, well, I think pe- people think, yes. I'm like, I'm like such a newbie to swimming. Um, but, but like now, like Nels, Nels tells me, she's like, you're so, you're such like a, like a strange swimmer because, because she says that I'm fast, but, but I'm like not comfortable in the water, um, for very long. So, so like, I just have one speed and it's like, and it's like swim down and back and then I have to stop and I have to like take like 10 seconds or 20 seconds and then I go again. And it's all <laughs> See, as a coach, I would say running is pretty technical to coach. But as a swimming coach, trust me, there's, it's so much more technical. There's so many coaching points in swimming. And the problem is you can get one thing right and you screw something else up. So you get the rotation right and then you screw up the breathing. Or you get oh. the and then you screw up. But, I mean, the biggest thing is every three, learn to bilateral breathe. So yeah, you have that, that was huge. Sides, you're, you're laughing. For for a long time, I was breathing every four strokes, so only on my left side, and it was. And that's and I just got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is swimming coaching podcast. I like this. And then <laughs> about the, the actual swim, most of it's on a forty-five degree angle, so you're never flat in the water. So you're never like this. You're always flying, yeah. twist, and rotate. So it's actually very yeah. shoulder lats dominant. So you, you should be pretty good because you've got all the right muscle strength. It's just putting it in the right order. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm slowly understanding like the glide and like the, that rotation. Yeah. But I think at first Nell had to do all these drills with me to like, to like feel the buoyancy and like, yeah, you know, kind of like go with it a little bit. Put your but, shoulder and just sit on the side. That's the best thing you can do. do like go on one side like yeah, this? Just sit on that okay. Chair. Yeah. And when you drill, you realize that's when you, you go wrong. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. Yeah, when you sink, and then do do a drill called the uh, three six three. So basically, you kick for six, and then you turn, kick for six, turn, kick for six. So it's in oh. the turn of the body in the in the swim. Okay. 
I like that. Yeah. When you go to a triathlon, you become like Kona world champion. Just, you know, just remember. <laughs> I'll remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, swimming. Yeah, I, like, I do quite like teaching swimming. Nice. So other than the swimming and the running, what, how much rock climbing are you doing per week? So the rock climbing is super variable. If I'm home and I get, get have the time to do what I want, then I would climb most days. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and if I, like, especially if I'm training for like a rock climbing trip or something, um, what I would do is I would... I would probably plan to do a couple workouts a week. And then I would plan to do one session where I'm either projecting outdoors or projecting indoors. Mm-hmm. So I might, um, I might go in and climb like easy one day. And then the next day um, I would do uh, one, one of my favorite workouts is on, on lead. I would climb one thing hard and then one thing easy one thing hard, one thing easy, one thing hard. So five climbs in a row. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you get down from the wall and you pull the rope as fast as you can and you get back on the wall as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would try to do like a 512 and then a 510 and then maybe like a 511D and then another 510 and then a, probably another 511D. Um, so like that, so like, like five twelve or maybe a little bit less. Yeah. yeah that, and, that's um, serious stuff though. That's like, yeah, that's not like me looking at it going, oh, they're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a really, it's a really fun and really good workout. Um, but it's, it's interesting cause it's like, you're, you're trying, you're, you're practicing recovery essentially. Yeah. And, so then um, do you train for climbing. So do you do things like pull-ups just on their own away from that? that makes sense or do you not get into that sort of functional type of movement as well like hangboard you got a hangboard in the van so yeah so I have a hangboard um I uh I have one in the van right now but it started to I don't think it's hung, hung up right because it started to pull the metal here okay. uh so I I have to think of a different solution <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah so if, but if I'm at home then it would be like maybe two easy climbing sessions and then that like five five climbs in a row, like a a long endurance one. And then maybe I would do a hard bouldering day. So working on power, um, and just like bouldering out my limit. Mm. And then I would do one day of like picking a project inside or outside and and, like trying to work on that one. And then besides that on an easy day or on the hard bouldering day, I would do, uh, two hangboard sessions a week. Um, and then so that, so that would be like my ideal, like climbing week. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I could do that when I'm at home, but, but honestly on the road, it's been, it's been very hard to train climbing. Um, even though we've been like, we went, when we were in Tahoe for a month, like we climbed outside most days, but it's just, it's different because you don't get the volume of climbing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time when we were outside climbing, we were doing easy trad climbing. And so it, it just wasn't, I wasn't like climbing at my max, um, many days. So, and I didn't have a hangboard at that time. And so I got to Wyoming for this climbing trip in July and I was kind of getting shut down on a lot, a lot of things that I had, I, the year before I'd like cruised up. Um, and so I, I was like pretty disheartened and I was like, Oh man, like, was it not a good idea to go into the van? <laughs> um, but but yeah, I think that like, um, 
the, the one good thing is that even if my climbing is not like at, at like, um, at where I want it to be, I still mm -hmm. have plenty of strength to yeah. do obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I haven't seen any decrease in my obstacle performance at all. You, um, um, so I assume that free solo is your favorite film. <laughs> Um, free soul is pretty controversial. Is it? Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of people who think it like glorifies free soloing in a way that, uh, will encourage people to free solo like outside of their ability and, and lead to more deaths essentially. Um, and, but, but I, I actually, my, my opinion on the film was I thought it was a positive film. I thought it really showed that one Alex Honnold is, he's an anomaly. Like he, his, his brain literally works differently. He does not experience fear the same way that most people do. Mm -hmm. And then also it showed the amount of preparation that went into him climbing. Um, you know, all, all of his big, his big climbs have come after he is so dialed in on that, on those climbs. Like he knows them so, so well that he has, he is like completely confident that he can do it without a rope. Um, so, so I really think that it was good that they showed that. And that they showed like that he knows like the potential is, is um, like is, is death and, and that he's like, he's like essentially fine with it. Um, but yeah, so I, I know that like a lot of my rock climbing friends, they, they had different qualms about it. Um, but I think that like from, from someone who doesn't know a lot about climbing, I think they did a good job at presenting that he is, he doesn't just go out and say like, I'm just going to climb this today and I've never done it before. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. Years yeah. Went into, and planning went into that crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it takes on what is your favorite sports movie then? Oh, my favorite sports yeah. movie. Um, throw it I don't know. I'm not good at these questions. <laughs> oh, no sports movie then, but, um, I don't know. What's your go-to racial shoe? Oh, you know what she's going to say. Do you? Well, whatever you Americans seem to say at the minute. Poker? No. VJ. VJ. You're a VJ girl. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I, so I've, I've tried VJs. I like the concept. I understand that they do have quality grip. The fit, the fit of the shoes, and I've, I've tried several of them now, it doesn't work for my foot right now. Um, I hope that they'll, they'll dial in the, a better fit. Um, because I, I think that they do have a really solid grip. What? What too tight for your feet or? Yeah, they're too narrow in the forefoot. Mm. The, the VJ max might work in a, in a size up than I've tried, but, but the other ones are definitely too narrow for me. So what do you run? Um, in so, so I run in the Solomon, um, sense the, the Solomon sense soft ground. Sense. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've run in this shoe since I think the end of 2017 and I love it. I think it, um, my, I think maybe my only, my only like criticism of it might be that it could have a grippier rubber, but yeah. with, with a grippier rubber comes less durability as well. So, yeah. um, so I understand it's a trade off, but, but I, I've never had trouble with the grip. I just know that, um, potentially that, it, that it could, yeah, it could be a softer rubber. It could be grippier. Yeah, but but I love the I love the fit. I think it's like it's always super secure, no matter if I'm like running off trail, like bushwhacking, um, or and it's also it's not the lugs aren't like super aggressive to the point that like you feel them if you're running on flat ground. 
Um, but they held up, they, they do really well in med. So yeah, this is my favorite shoe. And I, I train in Solomon's as well. And I, I train a little bit in Hoka's too. Um, yeah. So I love, I love both of those brands. And if you can have any sponsor, because obviously you're, you should be able to have any sponsor, but if you can have any sponsor, who would it be? One. Ooh. Who would it be? Dreams. One. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I think that it would be really cool to see some of the major running shoe brands get into the sport of OCR. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like I, I, I have, I've, I've been an ambassador for, for Solomon for the last few years and, and I, I love their, I love the company. I love their shoes. I know that they're not, they don't really seem to be interested in sponsoring off course racers. Um, and there's some hesitation, I think, from a lot of other shoe companies too, just because I think it's, it's a, that it's a new sport and they just like don't understand the sport fully and they don't understand the following. Um, but, but yeah, so I think just like for my personal, personal reasons and just like for the sport in general, it would be really cool to see like Solomon, Hoka, Nike, like one of those brands like get into it. Uh, what's your favorite obstacle in golf? My favorite obstacle? Yeah. Ooh. Um, Any obstacle that, you've done, you've been like, oh, that was amazing. I really want to do that at more races or something like that. Uh, definitely anything that involves, like, you know, your hanging and grip. I I prefer because it's a little bit more like climbing and it's it's fun. You're like a monkey. You're flying around. Um, so I really enjoy – actually, at, at OCR North American Championships, they have this one called Valkyrie, mm-hmm. which seemed pretty simple. It was these these rings that ascended up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really liked it because you could, you could kind of use your own momentum to like skip ones, but then you also like, um, to do it fast, you needed to be able to like lock off. Um, so it was very, it was very much like, um, like a really, um, like a really powerful climbing boulder. It was a kind of like a boulder. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of why I enjoyed it. The ways of achieving it as well. So if you did have that experience yeah. of being able to lock off, then you could do it a quicker way than hanging, for instance. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what I enjoy about obstacles um, like that is that, you know, there's, there's possibly a way to get through it if with like straight arms and like kind of taking more time if you don't have that pull-up strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twisting does that at Spartan. Do you not think like there's so many different ways people do twist there? And I quite like watching people's reaction when they get to twist to see which way they're going to do it. Yeah, totally. I think that. Um, hold, hold on a second. I think I need to put my phone in. Oh, she's gonna die. Can you still um, hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a big van. It's a huge van. Bigger than my kitchen. <laughs> <than> my flat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think that, um, yeah, twister is really cool because you can do it several ways and not many people do it the way that I do, which, um, probably people would expect me to go backwards where you're kind of blocking off. But, but I really feel like that is pretty taxing, um, especially if it's three sections long. So the way that I do it is I, I keep my arms pretty straight unless it's, unless it's wet, then I sometimes kind of lock off a little bit more, but I swing, um, side to side basically. And I match on every other one, which I understand that like, I mean, I don't have super tiny hands, but I do have, I don't know, women hands (laughs) and, (laughs) and, um, they're smaller than a lot of guys hands. So I don't think that guys can probably match as well. You'd have to, yeah, (laughs) you'd have just like two or three fingers on. (laughs) He just jumps. He doesn't even go to a certain thing sometimes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't like a backwards technique. I, I don't like looking behind myself. I, I always find that quite difficult. So I always end up... Just... Is it... Do you, do you feel like it's like a little disorienting yeah, going backwards? Yeah. I actually... I can do it because I can do the first set like that. But I'm... Because I'm looking for that next handle looking backwards. I just get a little bit dizzy and then end up just like... Oh, shit. Yeah. I think when I tried it, I did... I felt that way too. I'm glad. So the world champion feels that way. You can't stop taking the piss out of it now. <laughs> Even the best. There you the go. best in the world. You know, may, maybe me and you need to do more of what Johnny Luna Lima does. Have you seen all of his, his like, crazy, um, like, I, like, it's, like, it's a lot of, like, vestibular training and, like, um, yeah. like hand-eye, not hand-eye, but, like, coordination. Yeah. coordination and proprioception and, um, maybe. But, but I feel like that's, that's maybe, <laughs> maybe a sign that, 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 that we're a little messed up. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he's probably the fastest downhill runner in the country, in the world right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but we all, so I don't, so maybe you're not that familiar with his training, but, um, but like, the local Boulder people, like, we, we, like, lovingly make fun of Johnny for some of the things that he does, because he does these things called infinity walks, yeah. which is where, do you know this, like, you walk in a infinity Mm. um like shape and all the time you have to focus on one point on like a tree or something that's like and and so and so he'll like he'll like walk with like a kettlebell holding like a kettlebell racked or he'll like skip or he'll like do these weird i don't know it's all this weird stuff we need to get back um, on so hang on john johnny luna was just walking in the desert in a figure of eight with a kettlebell yeah. He's turning into Joe DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's these other things he does where there'll be this pattern. It'll say um, front, right, left, front, and he'll do basically jumping jacks. Um, so it's like, and but it kind of looks like a dance. Like, oh, we need to get back on the show. <laughs> so you, you like read across the line. Like it's like it's like a page of like fifty of these things. And so you're standing there and you're looking at this page and you're like, okay, like front. And then you turn to the side and you like do a jumping jack to the side. And so it's, um, it's like a little bit of a game. Like you have to follow the sequence. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you're taking the piss out of Nicole, but he's actually doing very well. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, I mean, I think he's doing something right. Like he, he has definitely is like the best, uh, the best downhill runner in the sport. We had, um, we, we chatted to David Dirich, who he, who lived with in Austria when he was in Europe. Dietrich, David Dietrich, do you know David? Yes, I stayed with him last year for a little bit before the uh, Iceland race. Yeah, so we spoke to him um, a couple of weeks back on the podcast, and he was saying that Johnny is the most focused guy he has ever met, like with training. Oh, yes, I listened to that oh. podcast, yeah. Yeah, it, he just said it was so focused. Yeah, yep, there's like so many little things that Johnny does outside of running. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, he's, he's obviously like, he's, he's very athletic to begin with, with his, his soccer background. Um, but he's, but he's like taking that to a, like the next level. And he, he's like checked all the boxes of like everything, his body, like he's mo- like the mobility is like great. Um, like he spends so much time making sure that like everything is, is good. Yeah. Like mobility and um coordination and balance and he does a lot of like coordination and balance drills basically 
maybe we need to start uh, infinity, infinity walks into my plan that's yeah. going in now we're going to the beach yeah. or, well, we're going to the beach we'll, we'll, we'll take you on our little post <laughs> we'll take you on our video <laughs> we'll see if we're done we're walking to the sea <laughs> That's right. Definitely. Um, so, Nicole, where is your favourite race location? Um, Tough one. Coming in with a quick fire round. My favourite. So, I actually really enjoyed when OCR World was in Canada. Hmm. Everyone's in Blue Mountain, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really awesome venue. Um, it was just, it, it was like, had a little bit of flat running, lots of like hills. Um, it, was, it was pretty cool. And I... Hadn't, had never been to Canada before. <laughs> um, but besides that, I'm trying to think. Sparta was really cool too. You've got like this this river that you run through for like miles. <laughs> I, it wasn't miles, but it, I think it was like a mile yeah. of, of like running through this river. <laughs> um, and then and then it was kind of like has such cool history. Yeah. But, I, yeah I think Sparta will be... Will be even better this year. The third year, yeah. they've yeah, got big plans for it. I think so. Sense. And Tomas, the race director again. I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it'll be cool. crazy. You want to come and do the European champs next year as well, Nicole? Because oh, Tomas does that as well. So oh, I really wanted to do it. So I wanted to do the European Championships this year, and I wasn't able to um, to get any financial support to go over. Um, and then and then they told then they announced that like they weren't going to um offer prize money to non-europeans yeah and so i just i i couldn't i I couldn't like financially do it but i i was really excited about it because it just seemed like a really cool venue um yeah yeah it really was it really was i think we'll leave it there nicole i think i think you need to go find benji's run off again yeah i don't know where he no he actually so this so he actually he's over here in his spot most of the time oh there he is he's on he's on the driver's seat he's on the driver's seat he's the boss yeah brilliant so uh, Nicole is there any uh, sponsors you want to mention Um, give thanks to anybody or shout out to anybody yeah of course Um, yeah so so I'm always very thankful for the support from Spartan Race Darn Tough Alt Red Uh, Little Tree Labs is actually one of um, the new companies I'm working with and they are a CBD company, uh, like a full spectrum hemp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've had great results with them so far. And then ATP science is a, um, a supplement like nutrition company. They do like collagen protein and they have, um, they have a lot of really unique products that, um, that I had never actually even heard of before. So, um, like there's, and they have like a goofy way of, of describing all their things. So you'll have to check them out. <laughs> It's a it's an Australian company. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Fun. So I so I'm recently with them as well, which is which is really exciting. Excellent. Um, and yeah. then and then Solomon as well. I um, appreciate their support too. Yeah. Nice. And where can people follow your journey then? Is it on Instagram? Is that the best place to find? Yeah. Mostly mostly Instagram. Um, my my Instagram is Nickel and I C K E L D M, which Aaron Aaron jokes about that like what does he say i don't know like he's, he's he jokes about like the dm being like like get into my dms yeah. <laughs> but but my middle name is danielle <laughs> so 
so it's my initials. <laughs> I heard that when you spoke to Benny and um, on Obstacle Dominator, wasn't it? You were saying about your handle DM. I remember yeah. you saying that. Oh yeah, he said that I should change it. He said you should change it, and you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna change it," and you never did. <laughs> I didn't. No. Do you have any suggestions? I w- I would change rocket, it. Rocket, like a, rocket, a rocket, the pocket rocket. The pocket rocket. This works. We like it. Excellent. So uh, it's been great chatting to you, Nicole, and finding out about um, your races this year and hearing what you're going to be doing for the rest of the year. Don't forget, don't forget, boyfriend Benji. Yes. People, do not forget, go and follow boyfriend Benji. At boyfriend Benji. What is it? Boyfriend Benji. Boyfriend Benji. Right, we want at least a thousand followers on there by the weekend. I know. Poor Benji needs more followers. Poor Benji. Yeah, definitely. So. Oh, what you got coming up? You got loads coming up. You got um, Tahoe, obviously, West Virginia, Greece, West, West Virginia. Virginia, Worlds in England. Yep. I'll also, I'll actually ask, also be in Killington. Um, I'm, I may not be racing, but I'll be there. Nice. Just hanging okay. out. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will definitely try and catch you in Tahoe because I'll bet be there, and I'll definitely get catch because awesome. I'll be there as well. Um, right. And I'll catch up at the Worlds as well. Nick, Nicole, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks. So really appreciate your time. Great talking to you guys. Yeah, no Thank worries. You. No worries. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. This is Nicole Miracle, and you've been listening to OCR. Oh, sorry. <laughs> OCR Audio. What do you want me to say? OCR Audio Podcast. <laughs> but that—that's what it is, right? OCR Audio Podcast. Okay. okay this is sorry (laughs) this is nicole miracle and you've been listening to ocr audio podcast